Hello everyone and welcome back to the At The Deep End podcast with me, Eleanor Collar. just want to start off by saying a massive thank you for all the support on last week's episode and just like across socials in general, it has meant so much to me just speaking to you guys and seeing how well it has come across. It's just all I really wanted. There is so much more I could talk on those subjects that were in episode 11. I was going to say episode 11, but today is episode 11, in episode 10, so I do think maybe in the future I will record part 2. But getting into today's episode, I will be going over how I become, how I became a morning person again. Now I say again because there is absolutely no way that I could keep this up 24-7, you know, your life should be 80-20, and yeah, I dip in and out of this all the time, and everything that I'm saying in this episode, you don't necessarily have to stick to it, like, strictly, you know, you can adjust it to your life, um, but yeah, so I was listening to Emma Neal's podcast, and she spoke briefly in one of her intros, I believe, like, don't quote me, but about how people can be a morning person, or a night owl, and how it's, like, genetics, And I actually found this really interesting. I would never have thought that, like, your day-to-day routine could be due to, like, nature or your genetics. Like, but countering this argument, I do think that we can nurture ourselves into these roles. I definitely can see how, you know, it could play a role in this. I know that, like, you could be an early riser or you could be a bit of a night out. And I definitely think that like, I believe that's an aspect, but also I think, like, your environment moulds this so much for you, so I think if you want to become a morning person, it's just about changing the environment that you're in to fit that. I've always sort of considered myself as a morning person based on the fact that I'm just simply more productive between the hours of, like, 6am and 2pm. However, like, don't get me wrong, I dip in out of this phase of having, like, a proper morning routine where I wake up at, like, 6am every morning and do X, Y, Z. And some periods where my mornings start at, like, half eight and I slowly now lounge through my to-do list before work. Or sometimes I'm even, like, running out of the door as I wake up 10 minutes before work and all I've done is brush my teeth. It's definitely a very versatile subject and you can adapt us to your liking and stuff like that but we're just sort of talking about if you want to make your day the most productive and you think this will fit you this is how I do it like because when you're not having one of those days that's completely fine and I just tend to turn my day around in the evening Um, but it's just having this balance between work and play and I guess like productivity and relaxation. So I think for today's episode, I'm just going to run you through my like sort of ideal morning routine, what I do and the things I use and sort of set up to help me achieve the best outcome. So the first thing I want to talk about when planning your morning routine is obviously the most important factor, arguably waking up. Um, that's going to be, for everyone, their number one thing to do. As I said, I go through phases, but at the time, however, I now wake up at half six. Now, I don't, like, don't get me wrong, I don't wake up at half six and jump out of bed. And some days I may wake up at half six and then snooze a bit. But 
talking about ideal morning routine, half six, I've been starting to wake up. Now, I'm a very deep sleeper. So deep, I have slept through numerous fire alarms before. Like, even once, I don't know, it was this, it must have been, like, a good at least five years ago. It was Boxing Day night, and... I have quite a big family, so I was sleeping in this room, and there was four people in it, so it's, like, two of my cousins, and, like, yeah, so basically there's four people in this room, and we're all asleep, and apparently the fire alarm goes off, and everyone seems to run outside but me and my dad, so that must be genetics, like, the deep sleeping, because we didn't hear it, but... One, we didn't hear it and wake up to the fire alarm, but two, no one woke us up. No one thought to think, oh my god, Eleanor's inside. We should we should go get her. Um, and that isn't even the first time I've slept through a fire alarm before. So that is kind of a scary thought. And hopefully, you know, the next time and there is a fire, someone's actually going to wake me up. I used to have to set my alarm to that, like, an awful blaring alarm sound. I really hope people know which one I'm on about, but it's like, you know the one that's just like, oh, it sends a thrill of nerves through my entire body every morning, and it just abruptly erupts next to my face. And I couldn't just have one of these alarms. I'd have to have at least five to ensure that I'd wake up. But I was reading this book called Why We Sleep, and there was a section discussing how, like, alarms initiate your fight or flight and sets off, like, the anxiety for the day. And I was thinking about this, and I was doing some research research on it, and I found the Lumi. Now, there's the Lumi, which is, like, quite a large brand for this, but then you can also get um, like, ones from Amazon and just other websites, like, if you just search up light alarm clock, hundreds will come up, and I was fortunate enough that for Christmas, my mum got me a Lumi, and my boyfriend actually got me one of their, like, alarm lights from Amazon, they said that I went on about it so much, like, it's my fault that they both got me it, but I absolutely love it, it has changed my morning for the best, and, the Lumi is slightly more expensive than the Amazon one, but it's definitely worth the investment. So it's basically like it can be just like a night light or a bedside table light, if you will. Um, but it's got this alarm within it. So you have, you can set it and whatever time you set it to, I think it's half an hour before it will slowly start mimicking a sunrise and you can set the brightness on it you can even have like a bit of an alarm on it because I know when I first used it I was very apprehensive on whether it was going to wake me up because I thought if I'm that much of a deep sleeper surely light isn't going to affect me and I remember the first week where I used it I set alarms on my phone at the same time but for like an hour later and I didn't even need it. It worked straight away and I was so shocked, but it's so good. And it just means that you wake up and you're a lot more relaxed and you're kind of like, I don't know, I just felt a bit more appreciative to be waking up and like, I didn't feel stress. And I really believe that like this book because it has really changed and I don't wake up in this fight or flight situation anymore. So number one, worth the investment getting like an alarm wake up light 
Number two, have a read of that How We Sleep book because I highly recommend it if you are struggling with either waking up at certain times, going to bed or like having a full deep sleep. The second thing, and I think if you have listened to my Sunday research episode, you're going to know what I'm going to say, and it's make your bed. I like to make my bed as soon as I get up. Not only does this stop me from getting back in my bed, it also just makes me feel, like, satisfied. Because my bed is, like, a large aspect of my room, if you will, it just instantly makes me feel tidy because, like, a third of my room is organised and it's a lot more motivating for me to continue this throughout the day and into each space that I enter. Um, So yeah, make your bed as soon as you wake up. Then I was talking about in the Setting Appropriate Habits episode about atomic habits and how I was I think I must have been halfway through that um, when recording that episode, but I have now finished it and there is a, I think it's the second law, um, and it's a chapter of the book and it's called Make It Obvious. And I use this for my non-negotiables for the mornings that I'm trying to make permanent habits. Um, And I was saying how I really want to make 2023's goal, wearing sun cream every day and SPF for my skin, um, and just sort of taking more care in my health in general. And so these are my non-negotiables for the morning. Making it obvious is basically just making it clear in your mind, seeing the task or the habit right in front of your eyes and thinking, oh, okay, I see my workout clothes on my chair I need to go to the gym because being able to see it, I mean, it's so obvious. Like it is what I'm saying is if you already have something out organized and you see it and all you have to do is take it from one place and put it on your body, you're much more likely to do that than seeing a bare room and having to go into your wardrobe and find an outfit to get to the gym. Like it's just taking down one more barrier from you doing something so I like to do that for the gym however a gym that like going to the gym and working out isn't really a non-negotiable for me I go to pure gym so it's like a 24-hour gym and it doesn't mean that I have to go in the mornings I definitely get in a better workout before like the hours of 12 p.m but you know, if I miss that, I'm not going to beat myself up, I might go in the evening. But this can be applied to so many things. So I applied this to my skincare and, you know, wanting to put on the sun cream every day. And so I had a bit of a reorganisation of my bathroom and just had a deep clean in there. And what I've done is I have like a four shelf rack in my bathroom. And it used to be quite disorganised. I used to just put it kind of in categories, but not really, and just chuck it on each shelf. But now I've kept the top shelf really, really minimalist. And it's the things that I use every day. So I have my face sun cream. I have my gua sha and my rosehip oil. And that is all I have on the top shelf. And it's really worked because 
using my gua sha and my rosehip oil is already a habit for me. I'm going to do that every morning. And I guess I'm sort of using the make it obvious, you know, theory of atomic habits, but also habit stacking. So when I see the habit that I already do, the gua sha, is next to the sun cream, I know, okay, now I put on the sun cream. And because it's right there in front of me, it's easy for my brain to think, right, that's what I need to do, that's what I'm doing next. So I've actually managed to keep that up every single day of 2023. I say that, and we're only like week two in. But that is how I'm, one, keeping my habits tracked and keeping them up consistently at the moment, but also how to make your mornings easier and just get more things done in your morning. So like I was saying, I just feel more productive in the mornings and that's how I feel like I am a morning person at heart. But I will try to get I will try to get my reading and my Duolingo done in the morning just so it's out of the way. Some mornings I take longer to do certain things than others and therefore I may not have as much time some days but I really like to get like a section of each of my habits completed each morning. So for like the Duolingo I will usually do it straight away, make my bed, then sit on my bed and do my Duolingo and it's normally just to secure my streak and then I might add to this later in the day but I've done it, it's ticked off, I've secured the streak. It sounds really sad, but it works. And then with the reading, some mornings it will literally be a page or other mornings I'll have like a chapter or two in the bag. And like, I do prefer to read in chunks, especially in the evening, just because I sort of associate reading with being cosy. But trust me when I say this, the motivation that it gives you when you know that you've done part of a task or you can tick that habit off. Even if you don't do something later in the day, you can still say you've done it. It can just carry that energy forward into the day. And it's all about having the right morning routine to set your day off well. So the next two are sort of interchangeable and I will do them like depending on my mood. But if my room is really messy or I just was a bit too tired to do it the night before. I will try to tidy my space as much as possible. And how I normally do that is in the morning, I can normally get, you know, most of my room organised and tidies. And so I can do my desk, I can do my drawers, etc. Like, I can tidy that all away and that's fine. The one thing that sometimes I struggle to get done within the time I have before work is putting all my clothes away. Say if I have like a pile of clean laundry on my chair, I may struggle to get that organised away within the space I have. So what I do instead is I will make piles according to where they go, like which wardrobe cupboard they go on my bed. And then that is something I can go back to in the afternoon. But I've eliminated another barrier and I'm setting up and make it obvious for my afternoon self. So even if you can't find the motivation in the morning or you don't have enough time or whatever it is, you can even just start making it obvious for your future self. 
and that, that even in itself is being proactive and you know causing this productivity within yourself the second thing that I was going to mention is that I journal now my morning journaling I don't actually do too much of in comparison to my evening just because I like to do my evening thoughts and gratitude and then also I quite like to set my intentions and my goals sort of my to-do list for the next day in the morning just so that I can wake up and know exactly what I need to do however I do track my sleep I track my other habits and sort of write down like the the self-care that I'm going to do that day and I really find a difference like in my feelings my emotions and sort of how I go into the rest of my day when I haven't journaled that morning and it really messes with my chi so if you do well if you are into journaling I would recommend doing it morning and night however if you are just about to get started with it I definitely think make your journaling in the morning more motivational more you know, understanding of yourself and productive and then leave the thoughts for the evening because by doing this, you're not only like carrying this motivation forward, like I was saying earlier, but by leaving your thoughts and your queries in the evening, it doesn't muddle with your brain. You know throughout the day if you're feeling this, okay, I'm just going to journal about this later and also it means that you can have a clear sleep for the next day you write all your feelings down before you go to bed and then you feel like you've got everything off your chest and a lot of the time the things that you think maybe at 11am you don't even think to journal them later because they didn't matter that much um and I've really found that recently that in my head whilst I'm working or something like that I think I need to journal about this and then I get to it and I think oh I can't remember what I was going to journal about now. Oh, well. And I never think about it again. The last thing that I'm going to say, and it's something that I'm really trying to make a habit of, is having three full healthy meals and eating a full breakfast. I've never really been a breakfast person and eating before like a certain time can make me feel quite nauseous, which as a metaphobe is the last thing I want to start my day off with. So I avoided it a lot. However, it's never a great way to start your day on an empty stomach as it causes imbalances and affects your energy levels. So this year I'm going to be prioritising this and making sure I'm having breakfast more often than not. Go to filling breakfast like our porridge, eggs and toast. I mean, I change up how I make my eggs when I go through phases like scramble poach fried and sometimes does anyone ever go through like egg phases where I could eat like 10 eggs a day every single day for two weeks and then the next week if I even saw an egg I'd I'd puke because why are eggs like that I feel like everyone's gonna relate to this so that varies but anything with blueberries in love it that is my morning go-to If I'm in a rush and some mornings I can't make like a full breakfast, I will grab an apple or breakfast bar so that I'm lining my stomach before. My number one rule is never put coffee into your body before lining your stomach. Um, 
and I may just have a, I might just have a bigger lunch or an earlier lunch, but it's really important to have your breakfast. And I think recently I've been realizing that when people say it's the most important meal of the day, it really is. It's setting you up. It's making sure you're more energized. You have that glucose coming through into your body and it is really important basically. But that is all I have to say for how I sort of get into my morning routine. Like I said, this is not going to be for everyone and it's not for me every single time. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, there's no way I can do this, like, I promise you, you can, you just have to start off slowly. So even if, say, the latest you can wake up is half eight, wake up at eight, do one of these one of these tasks and keep that up for maybe a week or two then wake up maybe 10 minutes earlier again maybe you can put in a smaller task then 10 minutes earlier again and so on and so on until you're at the time of wake up that you that's your goal basically that you really want to get to I'd love to be one of those people who wake up at 5am and have a 5-9 before a 9-5 but I just don't think I can do that. There is no way. Well, I say there's no way. There's never, you should never say no way. But right now, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. I think my sleeping routine, I need to get better at, really. I just don't go to bed early enough to get up that early. That's another thing, really, just to speak on is this isn't possible, particularly on the days where I'm going to bed at like 1am because I can't sleep and I think people need to realise like you can't always have a perfect morning. I think, has anyone seen that guy on TikTok, Tim? I just love watching his videos but it is amazing how he can just wake up at 4am, do an hour of work, then like run a half marathon and then go to work again. Um, That's my aspiration for the year but yeah. Just applying this to your morning routine or even kickstarting your morning routine now. It's a great time to do it and invest in the Lumi because especially right now where it's still so dark, um, it's really worth it because it just mimics the sunrise. I cannot, I know people like sleep with their windows, not their windows open, their curtains up. I can't do that because my bed is higher than my window and so I just don't feel comfortable with that. So get the Lumi if you live in a country where it's dark when you wake up or if you can't sleep with your windows open. Just get a Lumi or one on Amazon, they're great as well. The one that my boyfriend got me um, has LEDs in it as well. It's really good, especially for the nighttime as well, just like a light in your room. So yeah, I think I'm going to end this one today. I know that we didn't have a really bit of a chit-chat introduction, but I am holding all of that up because I have a lot of news to come and I think I'm going to hold it for a future episode. So look out for that. We're having a bit of an update and yeah, see you next week.